I just read someone's review on Amazon that gave them five stars and then comments and it said none. I um, need not explain myself. We have to go back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. Ricky, that was a crazy good Grayson impression. You sounded just like me. Wait, no, I or or, or it, am I Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> See, the key to a convincing impression is that you you laugh outside of where your mouth is. Yes, the lips, never set the of teeth, teeth, the tip of the tongue, they all have to be exposed. That's yes. what I learned from this movie. Mhm. Mm. Uh so if you're joining us for the first time, this is a Flashback Flix Retro Movie Podcast where we like to go look at movies from yesteryear, see how they hold up over time. And because yeah, yesteryear is the bester year. I, that's I'm, true. I'm workshopping it. I'm trying it. We'll see. I like it. All right. Uh, and during the month of February, we like to do a little thing called sequelary oh. where we review a bunch of movie sequels because the month of February what is it other than just a sequel to the month of January? I've heard that. And it's fitting that February is the shortest month of the year. And I believe this will be our shortest podcast of the year. Uh, <laughs> this episode going to be a short one. So this week we are reviewing the sequel to the 1990 movie Darkman. Darkman 2 colon The Return of Durant which is a 1995 American superhero action film directed by Bradford May. Uh, now, this movie, typically we review movies that have had theatrical releases, but during sequelary, we throw rules out the window because it's all about the sequels, baby. Uh, so this is a direct-to-video sequel oh, wow. of Darkman. You know what? I didn't know that, but uh, you make a lot of sense. <laughs> make a lot of sense of course we reviewed uh dark man several years ago when yes. we were um we were doing a bunch of superhero films this is one of my favorite franchises because we we happened upon dark man by making a joke yeah. uh and if you want to just listen back to the episode you can hear that over there or you can listen to it right now in this lovely uh recreation because just like dark man 2 we're gonna rehash what we did in dark man 1 yeah, we need to give you a lot of exposition just to catch you up. Uh, but I brought so... someone else to do my part. Uh, I've just recasted myself. So yeah. mm -hmm. so when Batman Very Superman was coming out, uh, Grace and I, we reviewed the original Superman movie, and we reviewed the original 1990 Batman movie, and then we said, yeah, and next week we'll review, I don't know, Darkman. And we looked it up and found out, Oh, that's a movie uh, directed by Sam Raimi. So we watched it. Liam Neeson was even originally in yeah. it, despite all of the recreations of the first movie that they tried to, you know, make you forget that another actor was in this film and will not be appearing in this one. Well, Francis McDormand was in the first one, too. We're like, oh, there are Oscar winners in this movie. Um, the end. <laughs> So uh, a brief synopsis of Darkman 2. Uh, so in the first Darkman, previously on Darkman, uh, Darkman becomes Darkman. Um, he learns about 3D printing faces, and that was his main science thing that happened. Um, so and he killed Durant at the end of it. And, you know, you get all of this in the exposition of the first 
scene. Yeah, they really uh, uh, Mad Max Road Warrior the opening, which is helpful. Oh, yeah. So you don't. We never actually had to watch the first one. We could have just skipped to this and gotten everything. Yeah, we could have skipped to. We this could have skipped to it. That would have made even <laughs> less sense. <laughs> Uh, so in Darkman 2, colon, The Return of Durant, Darkman and Durant return, and they hate each other as much as ever. Those two just can't get along. Man. This time, Durant has plans to take over the city's drug trade by using high-tech weaponry. And Darkman must step in and try to stop Durant once and for all. Now, like we said, this movie had a direct-to-video release, uh, but it did eventually make its way to DVD in 2004 because people were clamoring for it and then in 2007 all three darkman films that's right there's three of these yeah. uh were released in a box set by universal home entertainment fun fact about this movie this was actually meant to be the third darkman movie uh so darkman 3 is actually darkman 2 and grayson what would you uh say would be a good colon title for the third darkman other than what is actually there, because I mm-hmm. I happen to know the the colon title to the third Dark Man. Oh well, Grayson, go ahead and just share it oh, with the okay. audience. Uh, Dark Man Three is entitled Dark Man Three colon Die Dark Man Die. So originally, Dark Man Three Die Dark Man Die was supposed to be the second Dark Man movie because they actually shot those two movies like back to back. Uh, well, right, because we alluded to the fact that uh, Liam Neeson w- didn't come back and was recast by uh, with Arnold Vosloo, uh, mm-hmm. Emotep from The Mummy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he came back for two and three. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't realize they were shot back to back. Yeah, huh? And so the original release order was supposed to be this was going to be like the final chapter uh, before having a TV series. What? They were originally going to. Uh, there is a pilot online that you can find uh, of a failed Darkman TV series, and oh boy, is it as good as this movie. Does uh, Arnold <laughs> Vosloo play Darkman in that as well? That is a great question. I am going to say no. So does that take... Oh, that's, that's interesting then. So Darkman 2, you said, would have been the final chapter... Die, Dark Man, Die would have been the second one. Is the yeah. TV series supposed to be canon in that? I think so. Well, Larry Drake returned as Durant. Right. In oh, show. in the TV show. That's interesting. Yeah. So it would have have to be after this. Well, it's, it actually has, I'm as I'm reading the rest of this information, uh, it has a retconned origin. Oh, so. got it. So in, in that, Durant hadn't been in a coma for 878 days, as they allude mm-hmm. to in this. Oh, okay. It makes sense then, because thank you for sharing that, because I was like, this, what, what has happened in between? He's been gone for so long that Darkman still hasn't really, like, progressed. But yeah. I, I guess it's, uh, yeah, he was doing other stuff. He had to make a third movie before he made a second. Because that is movie math. Uh, That is everything you kind of need to know going into this movie. Uh, This was my first time watching Darkman 2. Uh, I've watched the first one a few times since we did the podcast. And uh, yeah, this is uh, my first time to progress through the series as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we're just going to go ahead and hop right into our reactions. Yeah, please. Grayson, what did you think of the movie? You know what? (laughs) Um, I learned a lot. You know what? I did. Um, 
And what I appreciate about Durant is that, I mean, he was in a coma for a long time and had to, you know, catch up on current events. So instead of just going straight to the crime, he and his guys, they watch the news regularly. They just sit around and they watch the news. And that's important, you know, especially yeah. in a pre-social media environment like they're living. you got to stay connected and he does yeah. i think that's probably the most believable thing about the whole movie um and at any given time just this just like my personal take on it at any given time um i was pretty sure that i had no idea what anybody was talking about <laughs> um i more than any movie we've reviewed i've i've had to use that go back 10 seconds feature on apple TV. So, uh, yeah, because I had to rent it too. So, um, another reaction I had was I understand the printing of the skin. I saw the first movie a couple times and then I felt like I saw it again when this one started, but, um, I didn't remember the hair printing. I guess he did. I guess he had to, but hair printing seems like a completely different discipline. And I want to know how it comes out of the goo already combed. It's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this when we uh, reviewed the first Darkman. Um, I don't know why I keep on saying it like it's his last name, Henry Darkman. Um, <laughs> when we reviewed the first Darkman, um, this movie exists in such um, a different action movie genre that only really existed in like the 80s and 90s where action movies were just so over the top mm -hmm. that it was just like almost comical. The best written character in this entire movie has to go to Dr. Alfred Hathaway. Mm -hmm. He by far had the best lines ever written. Like they just saved all of the good cheesy one-liners for him. Yeah. Like uh, when he when he was um, just we're just all of a sudden cut to a prison cell. It's just like, all right, who who's this who's guy? This guy? Uh, Why does he want like, to be Hannibal Lecter so badly? <laughs> right? It's just like, uh, sorry, you're in prison because you got really upset about not being cast in Back to the Future, uh, not Doc Brown. Yep. But he's just like, oh, what do we have today? A beef Wellington? He's like, oh no, your usual favorite. I hate meatloaf. <laughs> Crash. I was like, oh no. Oh, wait. I, I enjoyed him quite a bit. And this, is, this isn't a headcanon or anything like that, because there's plenty of headcanon to go around. But I think oh, that yeah. character was a cannibal, like legitimately. I think that's why they set him up to be like uh, Hannibal Lecter. But then when they're at dinner and he's like, I saved dessert, all those women walked in and they tried to make it seem like it was sexual. But I think he really ate those women. Like, I think he killed them and he ate them as food. You know what, Grayson? That's not the most outrageous possibility for this movie. It really isn't. No. Um, <laughs> I I also love the line of uh, when they're trying to. There's this moment where he's trying to sell the, this new weapon to uh, this big Texas like arms dealer. Uh, and he says, "Well, I'm not much for science fiction." And he comes out. He's like, "This isn't science fiction, sir." This is science faction. And I I had to stop the movie. I had to stop the movie. I had yeah. to pace around. I'm just like, they did it. They they wrote this down. They put it on paper. Mm -hmm. And they sent this out 
and yeah. they said that's the line. Yep. You Give it everything you have, Lawrence Day. Put on your aviators, hit the Who track, and uh, yeah, enjoy these scenes of Miami. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The uh, but yeah, overall, just genre wise, this movie is mm-hmm. an over the top. 80s movie yeah. and, and i know and, and recently we've reviewed movies uh like a kid in king arthur's court uh where i felt like it was just a kind of middle of the road movie um that didn't fully explore middle of the road sorry 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 grace every movie is a miracle <laughs> but some miracles are a lot more miraculous than yeah others, like wizardry you know? um yeah uh but like this movie i have to say it's it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. However, they stuck, they made a choice. And I love it when the movie mm. makes a choice and they double down hard on it. They said, Double down dark. Double yeah. down dark. They went for yeah, it. Yeah, it's like Bradford May said, Hey, I want to make an over the top 80s movie. And they said, Bradford, it's 1995. And he said, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's. Pretty much exactly what happened, uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it's super over the top. But I, I think that that's what made it kind of enjoyable for me. Just like from the mm-hmm. sheer like delivery of all the lines. I here's the other thing: Darkman did this thing <laughs> that I just I couldn't tell what was more outrageous. Him just going out in broad daylight in his full Darkman costume and garb, like checking his mail in his costume. Like imagine. Batman just going to his mailbox and just checking his mail and like taking a grocery cart and like just going to the grocery store in his Batman outfit, like without batting an eye or him using his regular face to make normal interactions with people. Like I didn't know what was more outrageous. One of like, it's just like, just say like he's trying to be incognito. He's using even like a pseudonym, but it's like Bruce Wayne walking around saying, hey, so uh, I was really interested in your research. Like, oh, uh, you're Bruce Wayne, sir. Like, <laughs> what what are you doing here? Uh, and may- maybe the scientist wasn't as well known. It's supposed to be several years later. But still, for someone who's supposed to be keeping a low profile, uh, he wasn't at all. He was just showing yeah. up in broad daylight in not in a pr- 3D printed mask, which apparently he just can switch in and out of just with reckless abandon. Yeah. Uh, but he just is just out at the park, taking a look at the scenery, just in Darkman outfit, just doing it. And that <laughs> did seem more believable, though, that he would be like in the bandaged Darkman outfit in broad daylight because I live in Los Angeles and I see that kind of thing all the time. I thought it was crazier that he would print a mask for every tiny little interaction because it's not just a mask. He's printing hands too. Hands with nails. Yeah. Like he shakes the hand of the other scientist and I'm like, how did that not just rip his hand glove off? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, I I think that is astronomical. Um, That's not the right word to use there. I think that is unbelievable uh, that he would do that. Yeah. Um, 
What is uh, even more unbelievable, because I'm not, I'm not a, a statistician, a mathematician, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a, even a gambler, mm-hmm. or uh, Jeff Goldblum's character from Jurassic Park, but I would like to know what the chances are that Durant would want to buy the building of the guy that can help Darkman right when the wind turned to the right page on a magazine when Darkman drops it because a girl kicked a soccer ball at him. That whole confluence of events, I was like, no, I, I don't. <laughs> and that's the thing. I can't. That's, I cannot oblige. That's the thing. Never in my life have I seen a gust of wind move one page. It moved one page, Grayson. It wasn't just like a, yeah. and it just landed on the page. It said, well, yeah, that I'm used to because I live in Los Angeles, <laughs> but uh, everything else, everything else just... Actually, what was the most absurd is that that whole building was only a million dollars. Yeah, that was a good yeah. deal. I mean, that's a really good deal. Yeah, I mean, a million just for like this warehouse, which I don't think they ever used. Like, did no. they ever use the warehouse? Like, was it the electricity that they needed for the scene before they even bought the building? What was What I don't understand <laughs> is why buy the building if you're going to resort to these tactics anyway, just move in. What's all this back and forth with signing it over to make it official? So, anyway, I got a lot of questions. I'm sure they're all answered in Dark Man 3, Die, Dark Man, Die. Mm-hmm. I, I just got to be patient. Yeah. I got to be patient. Yeah. I, I'm i just... Yeah, this movie, I mean, I I love it. Like, I have... The, in, my, the, in my heart of hearts, I have such an affinity for movies that are considered, like, bad. Uh, especially when they make such a strong style choice. Like, with Durant, I mean, in the first movie we watched, I mean, Durant and everything in the movie is just like, Sam Raimi said, oh, we are going to bring these Gotham-like villains to life. They are so over the top. They do things that are ridiculous and I think that when they said, okay, we're going to keep that going, but with a lower budget. When Durant threw his henchmen off the roof of a building in a golf cart, I I knew what movie I was signing up for. Like, and immediately, I'm just like, I know what this is. I, I now know that we are in golf cart mop boss territory which means that anything can go literally anything anything can go i i I really do love movies that know exactly who they are like like, yeah that's like this movie knows like oh we know what we're doing we we know that we are like a b maybe even a c movie but we are going to give people just popcorn throwing back entertainment and that's really the strong point for this movie um and that's that's my overall reaction without giving an official review um but i i i was thoroughly entertained like throughout the whole movie yeah i did enjoy that it maintained the scientific continuity that we established last week in a kid in king arthur's (laughs) court and that is how lasers work um, because that was a real big laser gun. The guy could have just used a CD player. That's what I know. Well, now. Grayson, it was just a bunch of CD players. Like they just cracked the top off oh. and centered it, focused the beam. That 
got it. That building used to be a Walkman yes, factory. See, that was yeah. one of the deleted scenes that uh, <laughs> that we didn't get in any of the DVDs because there are no deleted scenes. Everything made no. it. Everything. <laughs> now I know. The thing that really kept me on board, though, and in, in all honesty, Durant's plan, not terrible. <laughs> like, that's so... I, I can't believe I'm making this comparison, mm-hmm. but in The Dark Knight, yes. um, oh, a lot of people point to what makes that movie so excellent is the Joker's philosophy and like his plan of not having a plan is consistent and at the same time he's able to pull the right strings and set the right, uh, I don't know, dominoes in motion, whatever. Yeah. Um, with Durant, when he's going through the thing with the gun and they're like, but boss, if he's going to use it to kill criminals we're criminals what are we gonna do and he's like he's gonna wipe out the others first and then we just won't sell him any more batteries and then we just take over and like oh oh dang yeah yeah that that could work in, in this world that could work and uh yeah so I was, that kind of made me uh respect is a, a strong <laughs> word Acknowledge? Follow along. <laughs> I'm going to go with follow along. Spec is a strong. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I. The amount of one line was like batteries not included and all these other things in the movie. Well, is it a one liner if they use it twice? The amount of two liners, because you know it's a sequel, there so you, you need two liners. Uh, yep. Twice as many lines. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grayson. I I, I thought I unplugged oh, my 3D printer. Um, oh. I was just uh, 3D printing some head cannon. <laughs> oh, head cannon! <laughs> head cannon is a part of the show where we share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Uh, my mm-hmm. biggest piece of head cannon for this movie is that this is in the Mummy franchise oh you're doubling down on arnold voss i really i mean i have to um yeah that being said that just like double down dark double man. down dark man hashtag double down dark man <laughs> um my my main piece of headcanon is that um he is yeah just like a direct descendant that you know basically is trying to you know do something good but somehow can't help but find himself wrapped up in bandages Got it. I didn't make the bandage connection. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mummy, I guess, because of him. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, this is uh, Emotep's descendant. Yep. There you go. Yeah. At first, uh, my headcanon was that Durant is actually the grown-up version of Chris R., the criminal from The Room, um, <laughs> because he likes to ask people where his bleeping money is while on a rooftop while other people play sports. Um, but uh, I think we could do a little better. Um, and that is that this is a this is actually a Freddy Krueger origin story. Um, he's got the same face. He's got the same hat. And one of the last things he says is, David's dream died with him. Durant stole mine. Protect your dreams, Lori. Whoa. Like, oh, he's Freddy Krueger. Okay, got it. He's Freddy Krueger. He just hasn't found the sweater yet. Um, that's about it. Wow, yeah. that's so, solid. 
And he works at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have so much in common. Yep. So now we're going to go to the part of the show where we like to talk about recast and remakes. Recast for a remake. If this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? Uh, now, since we this is a sequel, um, yeah, and they completely recast almost everybody. They did recast. We're going to do the same. So we're going to be recasting Darkman 2. Um, mm-hmm. I would love it if if they were to make it today, I think they would play up the whole 3D printing thing way more. Because mm-hmm. um, it's it, it's such a background thing. Just like, yeah, he can wear multiple people's faces. And like that is really a one-trick thing. Um, do that more with um yeah. everything else. Like and celebrities. Right? Like, yeah. I I think it would be so good for them to basically um get George Clooney uh to play uh Mr. Uh Darkman. Uh got it. And got it. I think that Durant uh should be played by uh Seth Rogen. Um hear me out. Um right. I I just want to see Seth Rogen have that range. I want him to I want him I want to take him seriously and I just want to see him yelling at people and doing everything that Durant did. I think that that would be the most entertaining performance and give me the most amount of joy. Uh that would be fun. But George Clooney, yeah. like I'm I'm just imagining basically Ocean's 11 but with all the celebrities being different masks that get pulled and off. And he plays yes, all of them. He plays yeah. all of them. <laughs> That's great. Uh, for my recast, um, I would recast Darkman uh, with Liam Neeson. And, <laughs> whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wh- oh, he won't come back? Okay. <laughs> well, then Michael Keaton, I think. Yes. Um, I think Michael Keaton would be great. And I, lo- I love it. it- where his roles kind of echo back to Batman, and this would 100% do that. Um, for Durant, John Lovitz. Um, oh. And just really lean into it as, I guess, the genre would be tweaked a little less action and a little more comedy horror. Yes. And uh, just <laughs> when when Durant's watching the news and there's that security shot of him, and he's... <laughs> I just want John Lovitz to say the line that Durant says where he goes, what an unflattering photograph. <laughs> and that's when I wrote that note down. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that would be really solid. And uh, uh, then for the doctor, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, of uh, course. The doctor who hates meatloaf. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, Christopher Lloyd. And then um, – Lori, I had Sarah Rue. Oh, okay. Uh, she most recently she was in Less Than Perfect for a long time, and then a uh, series of unfortunate events more recently. And uh, and then for the reporter, um, for for Jill Randall, I had Allison Bree. Yes, I thought she would be good. Absolutely, uh, good there. As for remake, I think this would be excellent as an animated series. Oh, absolutely. Um, to be honest, even though the fun is like, I don't know, kind of the, the printing of it, but I think the story would be fun animated. Maybe claymation would be like appropriately oh, weird enough for super it. Super weird. Um, and I would kind of just rebrand. I wouldn't call it Darkman anymore. I would call the whole series if it is like a comedy horror that is a claymation mm-hmm. um, voiced by John Lovitz. Yeah. I would call it uh, Skin Deep. 
would oh. be the the name of this series. And I think it'd just be the weirdest yes. cult classic that uh, you could kind of develop for this series. Um, and yeah, I would be a big fan. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I love that so much, especially as a series. I think that, you know, it could lend itself very well to um, if it were to be a series today, I would love to see it as like a CBS kind of procedural of like, all right, who's going to be the face of the week that he like, or the crime that he ends up solving by being like a not Batman, Batman. Cause I feel like CBS yeah. would love that. I mean, because you have this guy who is a scientist who can 3d print whatever he wants um face wise like he can make anyone else's face he can imitate them perfectly yeah that's that's a learned skill too like the fire didn't give him that ability no he had that with him that's his real superpower is vocal imitation and so all these things and they don't play up on it at all and i feel like that's like something that should definitely be explored like him doing all these things that are amazing. I feel like they really underplay the fact that he can 3D print skin. Like, oh, I only lasts for 99 minutes. I'm like, that's a really long time. It's a long time. Yeah, it's yeah a long time. and uh, I, I think a series would explore it. Uh, you know, especially if they stick with the tone. I love the tone of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that could be something a little bit different than what uh, the programming at CBS is so used to. What if it was done in the style of 24 yes. where at the beginning of every episode, he prints a new face and it's what he does with that face for the next 98 minutes. So it's like a BBC type thing, yep. limited engagement, yep. Yep. Uh, longer episodes. I yeah. love it. And it's called 99. Previously on 99. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend. So Grayson, why would you recommend Darkman to um, Darkman Rises? <laughs> I would recommend this movie because so few movies can make you say, what? <laughs> After every scene and uh, often during the scene, too. It's uh, it's pretty remarkable. And um, if, you feel, if you feel left behind about what we're talking about and you're like, oh, I got to go back and watch the first Darkman... You don't. You actually don't, because um, they they catch you up completely um, with with all of the plot. So that's helpful, um, and I can I feel better about recommending just jumping straight to it if you just can't wait to see Darkman too. Um, and it's interesting because he's a hero that is performed like a villain. Mm-hmm. Like he does a lot of weird villainy type things, uh, just in the his, some of the mannerisms and characterization. So it's it's interesting to watch. It's weirdly political at times, <laughs> which take it or leave it. Um, and kind of like what you said, where they they know exactly what they are and they embrace it one hundred percent. I. So this is a guy, just, this is a character that can change his face to be whatever they want. And yet, they go through the trouble of reshooting scenes from the first movie, just in case you're afraid that the continuity is going to be off. You can't get Liam Neeson? Okay, just say that he printed Arnold Vosloo's face and it's done. But no. 
we're go- we're going to go back because this has longevity to it. So I don't know why they did the things they did, but I'm glad they did them because this is the kind of movie where a golf cart can fall off of a skyscraper. Don't you want to see that movie? I'm glad I did, and I recommend that you do too. This sequel, it is so out there and so over the top. Um, uh, it, It definitely is a very specific kind of movie. So if you do like over-the-top action movies, like, this is definitely the movie for you. Especially the movie sequel for you. Um, mm-hmm. But I personally would recommend it because I I often forget about, like, how action movies were made. Um, like, pre-CGI. Like, there's not a ton of CGI in this movie other than, like, oh, this is, this is a 3D-printed face thing or like the laser cannon but like those explosions were real like they just blew stuff up oh like and i'm like oh yeah that's right they used to just blow things up back in the 80s like not just things in the distance but like actual like all right let's just blow up this car at like close range um and they blew up another connection this has to the dark knight (laughs) where they really blew up that hospital yeah wow this really is just the dark Knight. yeah really if next time you want to watch The Dark Knight, skip it, watch Darkman 2. That's my reason to read yeah. it. Probably two of the best follow-ups in a superhero franchise. Yeah. The Dark Knight and Darkman 2. Absolutely. It's not the movie we need, um, but it's the movie that we deserve. Yeah, that's true. There it is. That's my reason to recommend and that is our review of Dark Man 2, The Lost World. Let us know what you um, <laughs> think about Dark Man 2. And um, if you don't end up watching Dark Man 2 and you just you just really are fans of us and you just listen to us talk about movies that you haven't seen before, first off, that doesn't make any sense. Thank you. Like, what are you, you you're, what? You, you are an enigma that we, wow. we appreciate. Uh, yeah, I mean... We're not complaining. We appreciate yeah. it. Uh, but we uh, we love to know what you think about uh, this review. Um, and it would mean a lot if you left us a rating and review on your podcasting platform of choice. It like would mean like five faces to us. Um, oh, faces. Interesting. I was going with five severed fingers because then you got a full hand. <laughs> you know what? Go with one of... Two very gross visual options. Yeah. This many. (laughs) And we are going to keep Sequelary going throughout the month of February. So make sure that you tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Now, I had an idea Hmm. about what we were going to review next week, but I just decided to exit out. Oh, well, it's sequelary, so you got to exit twice. Okay. Hmm. X2 it is. (laughs) And that's how we make decisions. That's it. That's how it happens. We're reviewing X-Men 2.